0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reaching Out podcast. So this is episode twenty-seven overall, and episode one of the process-driven series, and the first episode where we have a podcast regular, and our podcast regular for today is Izan. So sit back, enjoy, and I hope you take something from this episode. Okay, so what is your take on being process versus result-driven?
1: Yeah, so I think it's pretty straightforward. It says uh, exactly what it is in in the word. Um, Result driven is setting a goal and trying to just achieve that. And, and result, uh, being process driven, is you focus more on the little details, on the little habits, on the little things that I need to change in my life. And if we look like, I mean, if we look at the example of weight loss, for instance, I mean, that is something that I think everyone faces in their life at some point. Um, And it's very easy for us to set a goal. Okay, I want to lose five kgs by um, June or whatever your goal might be. And I can set that goal, yes. But it means nothing if I don't know how I'm going to get there. So I think it is good to set goals. But it's very important to, as you set your goal, write down the process of how you're going to get there. And a process needs to be broken down into little achievable goals that I am able to achieve. You know, that thing of of where they say, just improve 1% a day. And that's, it's better than nothing. Um, Yeah, so I think process driven is just focusing on what I do every day um, and doing that excellently. And if I do that, I will, in the end, achieve the goal that I've set for myself.
0: Yeah, look, I completely agree with you um, with regards to that. And I'm going to go back to to something else now, but just tying into what you said, like, you know, you said breaking it down into like almost little compartments or segments and then, um, you know, improving 1% every single day. And like, obviously, a lot of this series is based off or not based off but the idea comes from um James Clear's book Atomic Habits uh which I mean it's actually your book that I've got yeah but anyway <laughs> um but you told me that the other day so I'm just making the yeah. listeners aware of that
1: I hope but, I didn't make weird notes in there or anything no
0: you just highlighted it in yellow <laughs> anyway um uh, <laughs> like it's like those little segments all those mini processes within the large process or the the overall umbrella process um is largely centered around habits like you and you can see yeah. that in in someone's personal life or organizational sphere of a business i mean for example i mean i don't know how many people or listeners know that you were an athlete I mean, we've had this discussion so long ago. Like, I don't even remember everything about it, to be honest. And also with me being an athlete as well, though. And like, we have certain habits, which I don't know for you how much of it you still carry in your day-to-day life. But for me, I still have those habits of, you know, waking up early, um, being like super precise with my eating. Like, you know that, like, obviously with lockdown and like, that's a personal thing between us. But like, it got really bad for me. But it was still a habit. Um,
1: yeah, I think it never really leaves you. If if you have a ha- a habit that you have um, cemented like in your life, it, yeah. it it's very hard to lose that because you know the results that you get from having good habits. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so it's hard work to form good habits, but in the end um you know the kind of results that you want so you know what you need to put in to have those habits in your life
0: 100 percent, i agree with you and like obviously this is an intro episode so we're not going to go super like deep into like go deep diving into the whole thing of habits because i mean we'll discuss that in other episodes obviously um
1: yeah it's a that, massive topic on its yeah, own
0: now that you're you know you're a podcast regular and all so so well done on being the first podcast regular um or maybe the only podcast regular so quite a unique position that you hold um but i want to say and this does come from the book and it makes complete sense regardless of whether the book existed or not like if you have two brain cells to rub together you should realize this that habits are a double-edged sword you know Mm. good habits can take you really far in that process in a good process. But bad habits also can have that effect in a negative light. I mean, if, if I have a bad habit of, gee, I don't even know if you tell this as a habit, but like drinking like a fish. Um, that's going to take me down the wrong path or process. So like, it's obviously something we're not going to discuss in depth now. But that's something I just think that the the listeners All the viewers, if they want to stare at a static screen on Facebook, have to be aware of. Um, but then I want to go back all the way to the beginning when you're talking about what it means to be result driven. And um like it seems nice. Like, oh yeah, you know, by the end of the year, I want to earn, I don't know, a hundred thousand rand a month, for example. It's all good and well that you, you know, you have this drive to achieve the result, you have this end goal but it's an end objective. Like, I literally said that. And then, I mean, having to, you have to go back to my previous episode, and looking at point two, which we're not going to discuss now, because we don't have time. But it's, it's all good and well that you, you know, you achieve success once off, you know, you're a one hit wonder, but that's not the goal here. I think that's not yeah. the goal for you. And that's definitely not the goal for me. Like, I think we want to achieve ongoing success. So, you know, you, you, you achieved that, that goal, that end result. But that ultimately means that your success ends right there. Yeah. You've achieved the result. Now what?
1: Yeah, there's always an expiration date on a goal. Whereas if you are process driven, it never ends. Um it yeah. just keeps going and you you always have room for improvement because you keep learning from your process, you see it every day, and every day you need you know what you need to improve on or what you need to change and I saw this in 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 my practice um this last week actually is I know that my goal or the vision for my practice or for myself as a chiropractor is to to make people feel better physically, but also to equip, equip and empower them to take responsibility for their own health. So yes, that's the goal. But now I need to figure out what is the process to get there. And that's the thing that I need to focus on, not the goal. The mm. goal will, I will achieve that by working on the process every single day. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, I, that the, the thing is, life has, setbacks, and I wouldn't even call it setbacks, like if you call something a setback, then I think, personally, if I called something a setback, then I have the wrong outlook on the situation or life. You know, it's like a yeah. thing. And I did an episode on it, obstacle or opportunities. It's one of the two, it, it depends on how you look at it. And yeah, so when someone, and this ties into the first point of like the podcast, like the three um, main points that I want to discuss. But if someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I didn't achieve my goal. Like now what? (sighs) Like you just, I don't even know how to really put it into words, but it's your outlook on the situation stinks, to be honest, because that just shows that you were result driven and that is the problem with being result driven like yes i have targets and goals and you have targets and goals but and this is going to sound redundant to what i'm going to say but that's not the main goal the main goal like you said is to improve (laughs) by one percent every single day it's what i wrote down in my book as well improve by one percent every single day that should be the goal the goal (laughs) if you want to talk about goals, (laughs) should be to get better in that process and to refine that process and to streamline that process like we were talking about the business. Streamlining the business. It's a continuous thing. So when someone comes to me and says that, you know, like, oh, I didn't achieve the goal, now what? Like, I'm I'm a failure. For me, their first problem is that they have a lack of patience. Like, the, the results do not just appear overnight. And that goes back into my previous podcast so not even 26 because that was part two but episode 25 where it's you know laying the foundation and you know with me and my business like these results coming and they're coming thick and fast but i was laying the foundation and it was freaking painful like i didn't even discuss that with you like i there were stages where i was in tears i mean recording the one podcast on that take no one heard that i was in tears because I re-recorded it, but the first take I was crying, I was physically, like I was physically crying, because I was so frustrated, so first, the first issue there is the lack of patience,
1: you think, or or you want to start, and think everything is going to be 100% from day one, but stepping into something new, and with the mindset that, okay, it's going to take a lot of hard work, it's not going to happen overnight, it already changes your process because you know, okay, I'm going to have to work very hard in the beginning to lay that foundation to eventually get to that goal that I've set for myself. And that again brings us back to process to have a process from day one, to be able to get to that, that result that you actually want to get to.
0: Exactly. And it's that whole outlook and that mindset because You and I haven't necessarily just achieved the the goal or whatever overnight. It's an ongoing process. Ongoing success is an ongoing process. If you stop that process, that success ends. It's a delayed measure of your process. So terrible results stem from a terrible process. If your end goal was to make um, 100K and you stop there, you're ending the process, which means in that process, you probably did a trashy job. Whereas when you, when you process-driven, it's not necessarily a trashy process. It's just it's part of the process. It's just a different outlook, actually. It's yeah. going half the distance versus the full distance. It's, com- it's completing half the race and quitting, whereas in a process-driven approach, the race never ends. So your result is never going to be a true reflection of that process because... You never actually have an end result because you're constantly refining yourself.
1: I saw that um, this week. So I had a chiropractor come in and she said to me, um, she will be my mentor. And I thought, okay, we'll, we'll do some adjustments every week. And she's going to teach me adjustments. And the first thing she said to me, what is the script that you have for every patient? And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you have to have a, the exact same process that you follow with every single patient because that means that you give the best quality of care to every patient. Because patients walk in and sometimes you have an old Tani and she just talks about her family and her 10 cats and everything. And sometimes you've got other patients that come in that don't say a word. So that affects how that whole half an hour with them will play out. So if I have a script for every patient I have a, a specific process that I follow with every patient. I know that I deliver the same quality of care with every single patient. And I thought, oh, this is a waste of time, like writing my whole process. I should rather just go out and go meet people and, and let people come to the practice. And I realized that no, writing down my process is actually what's going to make people come to, to this, to our practice, because then Every single patient knows that they are getting the same quality of care um, because the process has been planned in advance. Um, and that allows me to, to really be excellent in what I do with every single patient. Yeah. No, or try I... to, to strive for excellence every single time because then you give your best for every single patient.
0: Yeah. And then in, in that refinement comes the results 100%. So then looking at the next one, which obviously this will be a podcast episode on its own. Stop looking at the scoreboard. <laughs> and it's mm. it's so it's a hard one. It's yeah, it's hard, but it's so dumb. If you if you relate it, if you use a like a real life analogy, it is such a stupid idea. Imagine like you're in a rugby game and you're watching the scoreboard. Firstly, um you're not watching the game and you
1: get tackled from the side because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. focused on the scoreboard
0: yeah or the flippin' smallest guy from the opposition team is going to run over you going to look like a real fool in front of everyone <laughs> so it's it just it, it makes no sense you being a spectator to your own game but even the freaking mm. spectators are usually focused on the game and not the scoreboard and then even like worse than that and this is mentioned in the notes but it's like you have two rugby fields next to each other. So you're not even watching your game or your scoreboard. (laughs) You're watching the flipping game next door. Like, Mm. really? So then there's honestly zero chance. Because, I mean, even if you're watching your own scoreboard, at least you can be like, oh, damn, we need to do something about this because we're losing. Whereas you're watching someone else's game, you've literally got no control over it whatsoever. You've got no input or impact on it whatsoever. So I think... People need to realize that they need to focus on the process. The score takes care of itself. Quite simple.
1: Yes, exactly. So I I knew exactly what my, my process um, should be. But then I very quickly started w- um, worrying about the amount of patients and the amount of money. Um, and I started focusing on the numbers, which then took my focus away from the process because now – Patients became numbers and they weren't the individuals that I needed to give my attention to, like I initially said in my my process. Um, And then it takes away from you doing your process well or executing your process well. So taking your eye off the scoreboard and focusing just on what I have to do here and now will change the scoreboard.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's there's a time and a place or rather different perspective to focus on the numbers and that could be in review of a portion of your process so you can correct your course but in general you shouldn't be focusing on the numbers especially in that context which you're speaking about so for example um i mean i also panicked at a stage i was like oh flip income 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 and luckily i didn't stray down that path but as soon as you start treating customers and um Clients and stuff.
1: Patients or clients. Yeah,
0: as numbers and oh, income or or commission or whatever. Then you're losing the whole purpose because you and I. And you're gonna start
1: losing your patients and clients as well because they will feel like they are just a number.
0: Exactly, but that's what I'm getting to because you and I Mm -hmm. both work in a service industry. So if we're not gonna refine our processes and offer the best service. What's stopping them from going to the competition over the road? Loyalty. Mm. Yeah. We don't even. I don't even want to get into this thing of how fickle loyalty <laughs> actually is. The third point, and this is maybe a bit of a personal one, but over analysis causes paralysis.
1: I think this is personal for both of us because we both overthinkers.
0: And look, look. When I say over analysis causes paralysis. I'm not talking about the process. I'm talking about goal development. You know, it's all good and well that I sit here every day, you sit here every day, and be like, oh, my goal is to have this amount of income by the end of the year. Oh, my goal is to have this many patients in a week or in a day. But if you do nothing about it, then cool. Because it's oh, all good and well that you have a goal, but you don't have a process to achieve that goal you're not going to get anywhere you know you can sit in a car but if you don't turn it on (laughs) you're not going to get anywhere so
1: i actually i was thinking about it today that every single external achievement is linked to an internal change so i won't be able to achieve anything if there isn't an internal change i'm going to go back to that the weight loss example You can try lose weight as much as you want to, but there needs to be an internal mindset change, uh, identity change, or a belief system change for you to actually be able to get to that. And I mean, we can talk about this on another episode, but um, that is something that happened to me personally. um, It becoming such a big struggle and nothing I did physically changed my situation because there wasn't an internal change. And so, yeah, it, it comes back to where like if you overanalyze things, you, you do paralyze yourself because then it becomes so complicated that you don't even know where to start anymore. Um, so it's just, it, you just have to make that, that mindset change um, or, or how, you, how much you believe in yourself. Um, and, and that will take away from that paralysis and to, to not go in, too, too much detail about how you want to get there or whatever. Um, but just to start, you know, sometimes we, we're so afraid of failure that we don't want to start something or they also say that's why people procrastinate because they've got such a big fear of failure that um, you'd rather just, you set the goal but then you don't really start it because you're too scared of, of um, failing. And that's why we also said earlier to make small changes, to make that that 1% improvement every single day because you can't really fail at such a small thing that you change in your life.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even if you do make a mistake, it's just a 1% mistake. But like, I mean, it's a fine line and it's a double-edged sword, like I said, with habits as well. Like over-analysis causes paralysis. But I also would go to the other extreme and say under-analysis is foolishness. If you're not going to analyze your processes, then you're stupid. But you you shouldn't be over, like, so I think in the, like, to start something, you can't afford to overanalyze. Well, you can't ever actually afford to overanalyze, but you have to analyze. So Craig Rochelle said, breakthroughs are not a result of chance. They are a result of action. So I changed it a bit. And I said, breakthroughs are not a result of analysis. They are a result of action. So yeah. yes yeah, you could, like, you
1: mustn't analyze that much that you don't start. Exactly. just start somewhere and then take it from there.
0: Yeah, well, even if you started the process and you you just analyze it and you sit there at the analysis stage, then cool. Like sure, you need to analyze to redirect your course. Yes, a plane yeah. is like the nose is angled a few degrees to the left or the right. It can land up in completely different location to what was intended so you need to redirect your course 100 you need to you need to analyze but that doesn't mean that you freeze forever or you stop it's just a quick adjustment because if you have to make if you have to completely stop for an extended period of time and say no i need to make an adjustment i need to analyze dude then you've been on off course for ages i mean then you've been going skiff for very long.
1: Going skiff, okay, guy like that.
0: Yeah, whatever. In closing, the one quote from Atomic Habits. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. Setting goals, winning the game, that's a result. And then obviously the purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game, which is a process. The process, continue playing, process, in the process.
1: Don't tie yourself to a metric that you can't control because then you feel terrible all the time. Commit to a fulfilling process. Yeah, so if, we, uh. if your happiness is based on a goal that um, you're not 100% sure if you're going to achieve that one day or not, you're going to be miserable all the time. But whereas if I achieve my goal by developing a fulfilling process, you are going to be happy and fulfilled every single day as you work towards your goal, um, following your process. Like
0: what you said there, you know, don't focus on on like an uncontrollable metric. A goal is a flippant uncontrollable metric. Actually, there's so many curveballs that are thrown in the world. I mean, no one knew COVID was just going to appear out of nowhere. It's uncontrollable.
1: And that and affected so many goals that people have set. So you exactly, can't control where exactly, they're going. Exactly, because to they, they were
0: analyzing an uncontrollable metric. But like yeah. that's super frustrating. You know, you, you're following one metric, but you have no control over the outcome of that metric. A process is a completely controllable metric. Sure, it's constantly changing, but you are the root cause of the change. You're the catalyst. You're the catalyst of that metric. So whatever you are doing as the catalyst, that's going to change the output of that metric. You know, if, if if you want a process that's going to be streamlined and just, you know, explosive and superb and like victory ridden, that's up to you. That's up to you to put in the hours And that's it for episode one of the Process Driven series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something from it. And I hope you are looking forward to episode two, which will be released next week, Wednesday.